Now I know we we, we talk about video games on the show, and we will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see Squid Game? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I've uh, I didn't know what it was, but then I like saw just like a random clip uh, of people licking cookies and then getting shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that so, happens. So, They're not cookies. It's like a. It's like. It's like a Korean food. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I understand what's going on here. Elevator pitch this to me. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You you know how like, you know how now uh, debt is like really bad and like a big issue and a lot of people like are are chronically in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so this show takes place in a world where that happens. Cool, cool, cool. Um, So the real one. And um, <laughs> it's, uh, this, in... it's like it's this weird like land. I don't know what it's called, like Korea or like South Korea or something. Uh didn't know where that was. Uh, I'm kidding. I know where South Korea is, listeners. Anyway, it's like right uh, so basically six flags, right? Yep. Yep. All the way. Um, in Gurney in Mills. Southern, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm doing such a bad job. All right. So it's Korea. It's the year 20, you know, in some change. And uh, this guy is in some pretty horrible debt, and he's really, really uh, not getting better with that sort of thing. Can't see his daughter because um, she's moving away to America with her, her mom and his and her new dad, like her stepdad. And uh, this guy's really down on his luck, so he meets this guy who says, "All right, we're gonna play this game where if I win, uh, or if if you win, you get a hundred bucks." If I win, I get a hundred bucks, and so wait, it's but, only a hundred bucks. Yeah, in the, in this subway, he's like, if, if I win, it's a hundred bucks. If you win, it's a hundred bucks. Okay, okay. And he's like, all right, fine. And the guy's like, all right, you get to go first. And so he's like, okay. So the main guy uh, fails at the game. He loses the game, and then the guy in this who's offering to play this game is like, all right, hundred dollars. And he's like, I don't, I don't have a hundred bucks. And then he's like, all right, that's fine. I'll just, uh, you can pay with your body. I'll just slap you in the face. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he starts playing this game and he's just getting the shit beat out of him, but he's winning a little bit of money. So he wins a little bit of money and this guy hands him a little note card and he says, all right, listen, you want to play more games like this? You give me a call. And so he's like, okay, <laughs> no, but okay, thank you. Uh, he gets desperate enough. He gets him a call. He gets picked up by this van in this shady van, gets knocked out, wakes up. He's in a jumpsuit. He's in this big room and uh, he's with 453 other people. And they basically say there's all these people wearing masks and having guns, basically saying, all right, we're going to play some children's games. And if you don't perform, if you if you get if you break the rules, you get eliminated. Simple as that. And so they all go to play red light, green light as oh. we all played as children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the people who move during red light, green light, when it's red light, get shot to death. <laughs> uh, that's a little harder than slapping. Correct. And so basically, the the people who win get to split. It's like several million dollars. It's, it's several billion uh, South Korean won. But um, it's about this guy trying to win this game and trying to uh, survive. And it is... very. It, it's got some spooks in it. It's not like a scary show, but it is very tense. It's like a thriller, uh, and I'm about halfway through, and I think I'm going to finish it tonight because it's quite good. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I, I'm in I'm in uh, the middle of so many shows right now. I've been yep. watching um, 
the Midnight Mass, which is from the sure, people who did sure. Hill House. I'm, I'm into that. I'm also watching The Circle season three, which <laughs> you got to watch The Circle, friends. Um, yeah. And uh, also, I, I have two more episodes of My Hero Academia to uh, catch up with. But I did uh, finish Ted Lasso, too. So there you go. Okay, sure. I'm uh, almost done with that. I'm also, I just started uh, Survivor 41. Hey, <laughs> Jeff Prost. Get me on there. I'm gonna. I want to play. Keep, keep going. I'm keep ready. pulling. Keep pulling for it. I actually pulled up a news article here. Uh, it says yeah. Squid Game leads to a seven thousand eight hundred percent spike in sales for white van sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they all they all wear these like green jumpsuits, jumpsuits, and have these white vans on. And like, damn, Daniel, back at it again. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think people are watching this show correctly from what you described. If the one thing they take away is, you know what, I need a pair of right no, now. No, there's also like a lot of people. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I read that like Fall Guys wants to do a a crossover with Squid Game, and like while. Huh. Yes, that is what like I mean the game the games that they play in Squid Game are like Fall Guys games basically. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's pretty similar. Yeah. But like thematically, maybe tonally, there's some dissonance between the I mean, two. We we've, we've all seen the bone structure of those Fall Guys and we all know what they truly what Horrific. They, where they where Correct. they truly come from. Correct. Uh, so, Correct. Yeah, it maybe it actually makes more sense than we think. Yeah, but hey, if you are looking for something to watch, I know it's probably been recommended 100,000 times, uh Squid Game I watched it as one of those like, all right, like, what's this about? In the because I, I don't know when I get recommended a bunch of stuff, I'm always like, I don't. Yeah, you're hesitant. Yeah, I get I'm, it. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't want to I mean, be like mainstream. that happened with Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, you gotta watch Game of Thrones, and then I was like, ah, we'll see how it ends. And then it ended bad, and I was like, I saved myself some time. <laughs> um, hey, man, season two through six is pretty decent, and then it just right. Yes, but um, Squid Game. Pretty good. Watch the okay. So on Netflix, don't watch the closed caption English subtitles. Watch the uh, just like English subtitles because the closed caption ones are auto generated and bad. Oh, and um, yeah. So watch. Make sure you're watching the correct subtitles. Yeah. Fun fact: Never watch uh, any uh, like video game conference uh, with the auto generated ones because the same thing Quite happens. Bad. And they Quite try real hard to bad. make you laugh. <laughs> they they do. They try. Very, very hard. Well, you know who else tries, Justin? It's us. It's Headbox. What's in the fucking box? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 62. My name is Peter Hunts-Patek, and joining me, as always, is my good friend Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? I'm doing great. It's the fall. Uh, it is. I, I, you know, well, Is it fall, actually? I don't know when fall actually happens, but I'm feeling a turn, he there. says, with it being rainy and 78 out right now. <laughs> yeah, today, I'll say this. Today was quite miserable, but um, it's, it's beginning to look a lot like october i mean it's october 11th right now but uh, it really it's really leaning into that uh these days if if i had to to be honest uh well we're we're gonna be talking about quite a bit of things here on on hitbox today we're looking at the metacritic roundup for metroid dread and far cry 6 and then after that we're gonna take a look at some news with uh nintendo talking about joy-con drift and it being unavoidable or not uh sora is in smash we'll we'll get to that and, and unpack that a little bit um <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't know about you. I have some thoughts on that. I, I already um, bought, bought some new cargo pants and chains to celebrate the oh, occasion. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. To, to cosplay it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get you. Uh, and, and then we're also going to talk about uh, Metroid Dread emulation and the preservation of video games in general, because it's, it's a topic that I feel like comes up a lot, but it's, it's hard to nail down exactly how it should be done. But we're going to get to all of that and more a little bit later. But first, Justin, I do. I want to hear what games you've been playing this week. Uh, so I, I uh, have been touching uh, Lost and Random a little bit more uh, this week. Yeah. I, I got about through the first two districts last time of the six total. Uh, so I'm in District 3. And while I thought District 2 is pretty clever with it being like a duality district, uh, District mm-hmm. 3, there's like a boogeyman haunting things. And like it doesn't really make sense. But like wh- mm-hmm. I guess what are they going to do? Make everything triplets in the in the th- three district? Yes. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, it, the, 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 the vibes of that game are still really cool. Uh, the... Combat is getting sadly samey for me. Sure. Um, Like, you have all these different cards that you can buy, but you only have a deck of 15 cards and you only have one deck. I think I spoke last week and said you can make Mm. multiple decks, but you only get one. So it just feels like a lot to keep changing your cards in and out between battles all the time. And there's really, like, 10 cards you need in your deck. And then the rest five mm-hmm. are just kind of like, eh, whatever, random. So, sure. um, lost in random. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but I'll probably like keep that in the background and, and play it here and there. It's simple enough. And I think there is some cool strategy stuff. And I never played a game quite like it before. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe uh, th- this is like the, 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 uh, the kiss of death for video game uh, developers. But if, if there's a good sale in it, you see it on sale that oh, when you're geez. like, I'm comfortable buying this, uh, you should. <laughs> Maybe get it when it's on sale, but um, they all just looked up from their desks like did, <laughs> it just it just ha- it happened. Not again. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I, based on what you said last week, uh, that seems to be fair. Yeah, yeah, seems and and, and again, I, I hey, I bought it. I bought. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, lost in random. Uh, is it better than the medium? Yeah, I think so. It's it's okay. it's, uh, it's better than the medium. Um, is it sure. better than Baldo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay well I, I will say this about from what i saw with baldo uh i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> but I saw with baldo, uh it seemed like quite a few things might be better than baldo yeah i uh i officially deleted it off my switch yeah i didn't even need the room that's that's, that's where i am <laughs> oh, with shit. it that's so sad <laughs> oh gosh oh no <laughs> i always uh, i think I, i'm sure i spoke on this in past episodes uh so i, I finished near replicant like just the main story, like one time. And then I was going to go and do it a second and third time. And then you sort of said like, I don't know if it's really worth it. And I was like, no, like, but I, you know, I would love to see just those differences. And I got like two, three hours into it. And I was like, Oh, I think I have to delete you near replicant. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like you, I don't want to, but, uh, and if you were saying that for the second things. playthrough, the, the third and the fourth one are pretty much the same. Sure. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Unfortunate, but Hey, uh, I've been playing. I, I checked out Sea of Thieves Ooh. on on my computer with a friend. That game is pretty freaking fun. Uh, there's like not a lot to it, but the actual um, like mechanics of sailing around and and you know following tr- finding treasure and and doing riddles and stuff like that. It, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, what's less fun is being attacked by pirates, but. I mean, it's called Sea of Thieves, so... <laughs> it's kind of like, like par for the course, right? Yeah, uh, so what happened... I'll, I'll share this quick story and, and then move on. Because, like, at the end of the day, do I like Sea of Thieves? I do. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to, like, play it for hours and hours and hours, but uh, I'm having a good time with it. And it's on Game Pass, so 
check it out. But basically, um, my, my friend Josh and I were, were going to find some treasure. We had completed three quests. We had three quests worth of, worth of treasure on our ship to go bring back to an outpost. And then we're like, what's, what's that sound? We're on this island and we hear the sound of like all this wood smashing and flames and explosions. <laughs> and we get back to our ship and it's like on fire, like the mast is broken in half. And we're like, oh no! And so there's this um, huge, I mean, just gnarly looking pirate ship, just destroying our ship. So we tried to kill a few of them, but they they bested us, sank our ship. We respawned, so we're like, all right, we're going to go back there. We're going to see, like, cause we don't know. Like, do, does our stuff stay at the bottom of the ocean? Do they take it all? So we, we sail back there real quick. Our ship is there, but it's, like, intact. So we hop oh, aboard. Okay. I'm like, oh, our treasure's still here. So I grab it, and I'm like, yo, there's people still here. We got to go. We got to go. So I take all this treasure. Uh, and then, like, as we're sort of looking at it, we're like, Hey, I don't think that was our boat. <laughs> <laughs> so we killed a bunch of people and stole their treasure. And then we realized like, oh, we just became in a matter of minutes. The thing the you very hated the thing most. we yeah. swore to destroy. Yeah. 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 Um, if that wasn't just like a very, very like uh, condensed version of the human condition. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like as soon as this bad thing happened to us, we became... We became it ourselves, and um, weirdly enough, very comparable to the last one. Cartoon. I'm just kidding. What's up? You look like you have a question. Yeah, hey, I was at, what if what if pirates were just uh, bad uh, bad cartographers and they could never find their ship, so they always like like thought, <laughs> just thought it was someone yeah, else's. They thought it was yeah. their own ship. They just go yeah, into it. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, see these. This is a fun game. And it's on Game Pass. Yes, uh, it is. Um, so I played this little game you might have heard about called uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Justin, I'm happy I do a podcast with you for uh, many, many reasons, which I could list. But I'll I play garbage you, that. you don't have to play ever. <laughs> but it's because you play garbage that I don't have to play. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like so interested in this game, but I don't want to buy it because I know like my interest is I want to like see what it's about, but I don't mm-hmm. want to like spend the money. Tell me everything about this game. Tell uh, me everything. Okay, like it, it's kind of hard to to know where to start. I, uh, the, the basics of the game is that it is a good and competent uh, platform brawler. Okay, I believe that's the the genre of the, these kind of fighting games. Platform yeah, brawler. I, that's something you said it with such confidence that I believe. <laughs> that's how I get through half of life, just saying it with sure. confidence. Um, so it's 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 pretty competent and, and feels really good to play. the The biggest struggle I had was when I first started playing it was uh, getting off my my smash training a little bit. Sure. Um, but like this game is, uh, when I was like leading up to it, uh, this was not a game that a lot of uh, outlets got beforehand to like review. Mm-hmm. So there's no like review codes when it was first coming out. I was excited to play it. Um, I was watching a lot of Smash players uh, talking about the game, and uh, a lot of uh, these uh, Smash influencers were given copies and playing it and streaming it. Um, and they said that the game is uh, much faster than uh, Smash Ultimate, much similar to uh, what Melee is and what Melee has turned mm. into um, with how fast that game is. And I can, I can, te- I can testify that this game is fast. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's a couple things that are pretty cool about the combat uh, and a couple things that I don't know how... Um, much I like about the combat. So first of all, um, I, I'm not a big fighter game person, so I'm going to be speaking from this from a, a, a place of what my familiarity is with fighting games. So, th- yeah. so if you're out there listening and you're like, that's called a technical Justin, I don't know. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, 
but they don't have uh, the role, which to me is like something that's uh, if you ever watch mm. high uh, level smash play, um, they have like rolling is essential. And like that's pretty much a, a mainstay of my combat when I'm playing smash. But they do have uh, air dashes uh, in this game that allows your character kind of like dash while so in like the a air. little dodge. Yeah, very similar yeah. to what you have in smash. Um, but you also, if you press the 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 dash button and jump at the same time, you can do like on the ground, like little like dashes on the ground, like little bunny hops across the screen. So you can like really quickly like and like like get to your opponent. Uh, but you can't roll through them, which makes it kind of difficult. Um, there's also a lot more. Um, reliance on combos in this game it seems uh so you i, I mean I, I, there's there's combos in high high level smash too but there seems to be a lot more quick like get them off their feet get them in the air hit them down and knock them uh than i think i'm used to playing uh smash uh if we're comparing the two uh but i think some of the things that are are interesting about it um, is that every character has uh, special attacks, and there's three special attacks, um, has strong attacks, and there's three strong attacks, and weak attacks, and there's three weak attacks. Uh, there's like the neutral up and down for all of them, sure, more okay. or less. Um, so that turns out to nine quote-unquote unique moves. But like, for example, uh, Patrick's weak um, uh, attack is just him like belly bouncing. So nothing like crazy like yeah, nuts yeah, okay. with it but then his like strong up is he puts a, a trophy on his head um and like he knocks up as he's going up and putting it on his head so he'll knock like people above him so there's some like interesting stuff with it but i feel like with with um when you're really thinking about like uh smash brothers uh, specifically with a lot of these recent characters every character is so unique and feels so different and they feel so much like you're playing in that game almost and i think that's something sure. that sakurai's done a good job of as you're playing with these characters like you're going to play a sephiroth but it's going to feel like you're sephiroth <laughs> i know that's a lame yeah. thing to say but like no I, I know what you mean they have a much more like custom feel to them rather than it just mm -hmm. be like we're going to have nine moves that are loosely related to these characters but you don't really feel like they're unique yeah if anything um but i think the the roster of characters is pretty 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 crazy um i i don't know if we've we've specifically talked about the roster before but you have your spongebob characters you have spongebob you have patrick you have sandy um you have three of the characters from legend of Korra um and Air airbender um ask me their names i don't know them um <laughs> And then they Sorry, have, we say there are three. Uh, are there three from Korra and three from Avatar, or there? Uh, so you're 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 teaching me something about how these are actually different characters. Let's take a look. So I, I know that there's Korra, I know that there's Aang, and I know that there's Toph. Yeah, those are the three. Oh, that's that's it. Yeah, what are they? Alrighty. From? Well, so Korra is from Legend of Korra, ah. and she's like someone's granddaughter. She's the next Avatar. Cool, cool, cool. Um. And then there's Aang, who's the main character. He's he's the titular Avatar, the last Airbender. Titular. Um, and then Toph is one of his friends, and she's a rock. Yeah, she bender. got she got some rock powers. She's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you got um, I don't know who, who they're from. You have Lincoln and Lucy Loud. Couldn't tell you. Cool. Uh, then you have um, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and April O'Neil. I saw this. It's a crime that you only have two of the turtles. I think some metadata said that that, that there's uh, Raphael is in the metadata for p potentially a later character and Shredder, okay. I think. Sure, yeah. Um, then you have uh, Ren and Stimpy, who are a joint character, like the Banjo and Kazooies of the world. Gotcha. Uh, you have Powdered Toast Man, which is like a superhero from Ren and Stimpy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have only Zim from Invader Zim. <laughs> just, just all you got. Uh, then you get Cat Dog from yep. Cat Dog, obviously. Yes, familiar, uh, obviously. Then from Rugrats, you have all of Rugrats. You only get Reptar. <laughs> no, That's kind of no weird, Tommy right? Pickles, like, like, ro- yeah. like crawling around. No Chucky. Yeah, weird. Okay. You get Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. I'm familiar. Uh, his his move set's probably one of my favorite. Like all of his moves are like based off of animals, so he'll like do like weird like like positions, okay. like a like a bird position and a snake position as he's going through his stuff. And yeah. He's just a weirdo. Uh, then from Hey Arnold, you have Helga Pataki, but not yep. Arnold or anyone else. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, you have Danny Phantom, cool. <laughs> and then you Fine. have Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, which is a real deep cut uh, for the say, don't even... Nickelodeon lore. Um, so an interesting group of ro- of characters. Um, I've only though to this point touched uh, Patrick because like why do I need to play anyone else? <laughs> I I know what you mean. Um, I probably should just to like get it better. But um, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Patrick main. Let's just say that. And sure, Patrick is a low, lower uh, tier fighter allegedly. So oops. Did they? Uh, so I I watched a fair share of Nickelodeon stuff as a kid. Yeah. Uh, we were mainly Cartoon Network kids, mm. but um, did they uh, they skip out on Jimmy Neutron? Sounds like and Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if there's like metadata for them, so huh. I'm so sorry. They, like just completely not. I mean, that's. I, but I know. think Cosmo and Wanda would be cool, and they already have like the Red and Stimpy. Like they could be the Ice Climber like yeah. character. Come on. Well, it's it, it's just weird that like you get, I don't know, like Invader Zim. I think yeah. while like that was definitely popular, still feels like a, potentially a deep cut, especially now. Um, yeah, I also, can I say this? I think they should definitely add the live shows. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. Now, okay. You do iCarly, but the three, so you got Carly, yeah. uh, her friend, uh, Sam, and then I don't remember the guy who filmed it, Freddie. The three of them. Have them be like the Pokemon trainer, where they swap in and out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're like, um, like hyper-realistic. Like, they look like Mortal yes, Kombat. Photorealistic. Like one, two, yes. and three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You get you get some of the characters from Victorious in there. I think it'd be fun. Uh, a bunch of singing moves. Obviously Drake and Josh. Just like have both of them. Like, come on there. And then an alternate costume for uh, for uh, Carly from my Carly is Megan from Drake and Josh. I think that'd be kind of funny. Uh, I, also, you get the big time rush fellas in there. I think that's writes itself. You know, I'm just saying. Like, there's a lot of they left a lot on the get, table. Get the cast for all that. Get Keenan Thompson. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amanda Bynes, throw him in there. Get uh, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Uh, obviously, like that is a little bit more complicated than using cartoon characters. Um, and I, I also, I will say this. I mean, as again, as someone who like only cares about a handful of the Nick shows, like the the cartoon ones that you said, like yeah, there's some pretty good representation yeah. in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it hits a lot of different eras of cartoons, like. You know, the uh, 80s kids uh, probably were uh, alive around, not alive, interested in cartoons about Ren and Stimpy time, which is just before my time. Like, obviously, yeah. for me, like a lot of these ones hit me, like the Rugrats, uh, the Cat Dog, uh, Wild Thornberries were closer to me. Um, yeah. SpongeBob was like near, like the, when I was probably too old to be watching cartoons, but let's be honest, they're never too old to watch cartoons. I mean, I yeah, wasn't the target on. audience, but I think I was the target audience. 
Um, I, I think if I sat down with with such shows, it would they would still be quite enjoyable. yeah yeah yeah. And and the the uh, Legend of Korra Last Airbender stuff just I, I I know they're good and people say I should watch them. Um, but I think you missed those by a few years though. Yeah, but but like, they're like, out I think of it was my sort of yeah they're out of yeah. my, my my sphere. But so basically, like a lot of my nitpicks are just like coming down to the fighting of it, saying it's not Smash, which isn't bad because I still think it's a good fighter. It feels mm-hmm. good to play. Once I got past the initial jump the difference is like jumping because i'm i'm a up up on the joystick to jump kind of guy yeah uh, once you get past that stuff uh it's a good fighter the the problem with the game though is that it feels a bit soulless um and uh what i mean by that is the characters aren't voiced i i saw a clip and i thought something was wrong yeah yeah because like just dead it's just dead silent yeah <laughs> like it, just the sound of like yeah, it's the, just like, like oh. they have some like fun sound effects for the characters and stuff when they're making noises. Yeah. Um, like there's still like sound effects happening, and a lot of the sounds have to go with the the narrator, which I don't know if he's from anything, but he just talks like this. Yeah, and like he's like doing the narrating, but like. Like, I was playing it before it really hit me that there wasn't voice acting and that was a problem. Then I, like, went back to play Smash just for comparison purposes, and they're constantly making noises, like human Mm -hmm. noises and animal noises and and all these different things that just kind of add so much to the game when you're playing it, that that level of polish, I think, on top of it that just makes the game better. Um, Yeah. So it's lacking that uh, some of the some of the music is kind of banging. Others of the music is just kind of like not um, one of my favorite uh, levels is Jellyfish Fields. And they just have like an awesome, uh, awesome little like soundtrack that goes with it. Uh, let me see if I can uh, like pull it up right here just so you can hear. Uh, so like this is this is the big bopper, the big bopper song here. <clears throat> I can. OK, I can. Like, this like is a bopper. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You get going with it. So, like, some of the songs are good, but other ones are just kind of, like, a little lame. <laughs> so, um, a, a lot of that stuff is missing. And they, they don't have that many modes. I think one of the things that I love about Smash is that I don't have to play um, the uh, competitive online stuff for me to get the most out of the game. There's, like, so much stuff with the spirits and the single player and the yeah. different sp- specific, like, the challenge, the targets, the, the there's just a lot different things that you can do. Uh, and this one, there's online, arcade, battle, and then they have extras, which are just, like, galleries and stuff. It's kind of a lame extra section. But, like, sure. for, for battle, you have the option to do a stock, a timed, or a sports mode. And for sports mode, it's basically about getting different balls into goals, which kind of changes the the overall like what you're doing in a match, yeah, which okay. can be kind of fun and interesting. Um, but it's not enough <laughs> to like make it that much better. Um, yeah. And it, it is a nice diversion. Um, kind of feels like you're playing Rocket League almost in a Smash game. Sure. Um, but like it's just it's a little loose on that extra content, but I think what is going to, to kind of make or break this game um, is how uh, the competitive scene picks it up. And if the competitive scene picks it up and watching mm-hmm. some high level smash players play it, uh, it looks like it's, it's a pretty good game um, yeah. in terms of a uh, combat and fighting. And uh, I, I think that it's available on like every system is going to be a good thing for it. Um, a couple of dumb things about it. <laughs> So if I have uh, if I'm playing with four Patricks, there's literally no difference between the four Patricks. Oh, 
like except oh. for the little like number above the your icon. head. Yeah. yeah, the icon. That's it. Um, I was looking. Uh, I sent you a video before uh, we were recording, um, and someone was talking about like different hats and stuff that you can put on your characters. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have not. I've played this game for like five hours. I've not seen any of this stuff. Apparently, he was doing uh, like some uh, meta meta mining in it, and found that there were some hats uh, that you could put on a couple different character sure. skins, a new a new map that looked like a pizza, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, but uh, I think with it being so content light, a little a few things like that would have really helped this game uh, be mm-hmm. better from the start. So um, ultimately, it's like fifty bucks. Uh, Pre order bonus like 20 percent off. So I got I think I spent forty for it right when it came off out. Uh, would I recommend playing this game? Uh, if you're, you know, someone who plays with your friends a lot and are looking for a new combat game, you're maybe a little sick of Smash or you need something before Sora comes out in seven days, maybe pick it up. I think it's a good enough game and it's probably one of the better platformer brawlers that I've played. Um, but uh, the nostalgia only gets you so deep, uh, like so much playing Patrick. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's it's there. It's a game. I am going to keep playing every once in a while until uh, Smash becomes relevant again <laughs> in yeah. seven days. We are, we are pretty close, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, but I will we'll check in a little bit more with that. I checked out Hell Let Loose. This was this is one of the this is the free PS5 game for this month. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's like a realistic World War II simulation. First-person oh. shooter. So it is like very team-heavy and like one shot and you're dead essentially. And like, there's no UI really. Um, it is pretty involved. Oh, I mean, it's like you are in squadrons and you have to like move with with your squadron and, and stuff like that because working as a team is how you survive because again, that you get shot once and you're down. Um, and when you're down, you can be revived or you can just bleed out. But like respawning takes like a full minute and sometimes it'll spawn you. The maps are freaking huge and it'll spawn you like a mile away from where you need to be and you can either run there or like a truck will come pick you up and and you can be transported that way so it's like very technical um and and like there's no like again there's like very little ui um there's no indication if you shot someone so like you know how in most games there'll be like a little (laughs) x on the screen showing like you know, you're doing damage. No indication of that. You just have to assume that you did or, or check to make sure. Um, it's pretty intense. It is a, like, it's, it's, it feels like it's the kind of thing that would be at like a museum <laughs> because you, you have, you have games like, you know, yeah. Call of Duty World War II and, and Vanguard coming out and like a bunch of the battlefield games that are like, you know, they're, they're gamified a lot more. Whereas this is very like, as when you hear like the artillery coming in, you are like, holding your breath because it's really loud and it is like horrific and destructive and and like people don't just go down and like people don't go down very clean if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like horrific violence and blood and gore and stuff because uh, that's how war is but um it 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 serves yeah what's up are you playing against other people or are you playing with other people like ai stuff because it looks like there's a omaha beach section are you like can you be germans or the or the so it's 50 Ali- versus 50. Okay. And it, and it yeah, it, it assigns you uh, access powers and allies, um, which I was a little nervous about given the continued climate of the way uh, maybe the world and, and specifically America has maybe handled Nazis and stuff yeah. in recent years. Um, but I would say that, like, I, I don't think I saw a single swastika in the game when That's playing good. as the access powers, um, which I, I mean... 
you we get it you know what i mean like we we understand what's going on here and we understand that like you don't you don't need to have those i think um so it felt like it was trying to be a representation like that um like uh, i guess (laughs) is this game potentially good or is it just kind of like something that they're like hey we need help so can we make it free i played it like two or three hours uh, and if you are playing with a lot of friends, this would be a lot of fun. Um, but it is, again, very involved. And, like, if you, you you pick a class, right? And there are only a certain amount of people that can be each class and whatever. And, like, if you are not sticking to that class's job, then uh, you are not going to be successful. Mm. For example, someone has to drive the trucks. And if you pick the tr- truck driver and you're not driving the trucks, you're not going to be, you're, it's not going to be, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you are driving the trucks, guess what you're doing? You're not playing the fun war game. You're, you're driving the trucks. Driving the trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Get, so get the, um, the the good old wheel and the and the throttle. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, but like for that it's a very specific purpose, and I think it makes. I mean, the title's Hell Let Loose. Uh, I, I don't know. I've not read anything about like the messages that the studio is trying to deliver about this game, but I mean, like I don't know. It seems pretty hellish. It paints a very grim <laughs> picture of 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 war. Yeah. Exactly. Like. It's not saying like, oh, this is very cool and fun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it is. It's like this is actually really bad and yeah. and and hell. Weirdly enough, so, I wonder if there's a game for World War One. Like I know this is World War Two, but if there's a game for World War One where it's like trench warfare, but like you didn't actually like shoot guns. All you did was like sit in a, like dig a trench and then and just, just watch the your friends get it. dysentery. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's all you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believe that was the video game interpretation of um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Did ah. not sell very well. But, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um anyway. Uh I also Justin, I've played a lot of Metroid Dread this week and, and I think that'll that'll wrap nicely into looking at the Metacritic score. Uh I think I've said on record that like when when it was announced, I thought it was pretty cool. And then like seeing the other releases that are happening right now, I was kinda like, Yeah, I think I'll skip Metroid Dread. Yeah. Well, I bought it for uh I'm going out of town at the end of the month and I was like, Well, I should probably get a Switch game and then I was also uh, a little bit bored this weekend. And I, was I, like, well, I might as well buy Metroid. I remember now. you telling me this. So I was shocked when I was on the show notes that you were playing it. I was like, "Wait a second, did you go on vacation after all this week?" <laughs> no, no, I got like two weeks until that even happens. <laughs> but um, I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll buy this and, and try it out right now." Um, I can confirm this game is pretty cool. Ah. I like it quite a bit. Uh, as someone who's never completed a Metroidvania game, uh, I think I'm getting getting through this one at a brisk pace, such that I will not. Still be playing it by the time vacation <laughs> comes around, and I might just have to find a new game. But uh, Baldo, um, I suggest. Okay, I'll, I'll check out Baldo, Justin. Metro Dread is good. Uh, it's it's a good game. I understand what people like about it. I think I will have my fill by the time I'm done. Mm, you okay. know, like like I'm I'm enjoying it immensely, but like. Once I'm done, I'm gonna be done. I think. So tell me, tell me what like what's capturing you about the game and not maintaining your interest past it. Like, like what, like what, like you know what I mean? Like how? Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, the gameplay is really good. It's fast. It's very quick. Um, the problem is with with a lot of Metroid games. I mean, you get a lot of you lose all your powers at the beginning, and you get your powers throughout the whole game, right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's just what happens God, in every like, single game. Samus like needs to stop having armor that is just like removable. Right, get a belt or like Velcro it on there or something. Yes, Uh, yeah. So you lose everything and you are constantly. But like the problem is, you are constantly getting new powers. Okay, and you're not using them all very frequently. So like, 
you don't need to like so I, I forget about a lot of the powers I have and then we'll be like how the hell am I supposed to get up there it's like oh yeah I gotta use the giant boost jump that I got <laughs> that I've used twice <laughs> right like <laughs> Uh, uh, or there's like a teleportation kind of thing that like moves you around really quick. And I was having a hard time with a boss and the tip was like, Oh, this attack is unavoidable unless you use this skill. And I was like, Oh yeah, I haven't used that skill or practice with it uh, even a little bit, but perfect, um, perfect to practice on this boss that keeps killing me. Can't wait. I guess so. Yeah. But it's a, uh, it's a good game. Um, y- yeah. So like the gameplay is, it's good and it's quick and it's fast and, uh, it, it does feel like a big puzzle. It, it it's pretty straightforward. Uh, in terms of like, okay, can't go up there, so I guess I'm gonna loop around. The map is really sprawling and big in a way that I think is uh, maybe confusing, but also like I get that that's what people like about it, and like that's part of the fun is discovering new places <laughs> and revisiting old places. Um, it's just not something I personally prefer. Uh, what's missing me is the like the story. I mean, like it's it's not a story heavy game. It's not a narrative heavy game. So there's not much in that department. I'm sure that Metroid people would probably argue with me about that. But because like the, I mean, the like fans who know the, the, the lore, it's like people who play Dark yeah. Souls. It's like, oh, my God, there's yeah. so much story. And I'm like, listen, I played a lot of those games and I have <laughs> your there's a campfire, maybe a sword. Uh, that's all. That's what I got. Here's what I remember about Dark Souls. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, yeah. Uh, you ring the, I'm sure you ring the, the one story. bell first, and then the second one is later because they're the ghosts you can't kill. That's the story I know. Yeah, and there's um, a Blight Town. Ah, yes, 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 yes. There's a there's a lady fused with a spider. Mm, yes, that was yes. very scary. I beat that on an airplane. That was fun. For those around me, because I finally just was like, yeah, were they like watching over your shoulder? Like, come on, yeah, dude. it was like the dude. whole plane. Even the pilot was there. I'm like, dude, get back to work. And he's like, infuse it with the freaking resin. Like, how do you know? <laughs> you do it. I'll fly. <laughs> and that, Justin, it's interesting. I we've never really revealed this to the reader, to the listeners, excuse me. But um, you're actually solely sold burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So Metroid Dread, uh, the story is there, but I don't care because I don't. I've not played any of these other games, and um, people will be like, "Well, you should have played the other ones." It's like, I'm sorry, they came out uh 15 years ago and i have not do not have access to them which hey weirdly enough we'll talk about we're, later we're talking about that. that's a good good later yeah. transition yeah it's a little uh little tease there but um yeah I, the one thing I, I think doesn't work well weirdly enough is the, the whole premise of being chased by the me robots mm. because uh i don't know i, I think those games th- this sort of game is about like calculating your next move on where you're going to go and trying to navigate the map because the maps are like purposefully confusing and having to sprint through areas to avoid a, being ki- insta-killed by a robot completely defeats the purpose of that. And so I, I just don't think it works very well. And I don't think that like there's anything particularly fun about hiding in a corner, waiting for a robot to leave, and then not knowing that, oh, it's, it was actually too close. The three steps I took yeah. um, alerted it again. So, yeah, that's that's the one thing I... I, I Weirdly enough, I think I could live without. But yeah, it, on Metacritic, you got a score of eighty nine from critics, eight point six from from users. Uh, I under again, I understand why people like this. I probably would not give it a nine out of ten in the way that you know eighty nine is. Um, like like, let me say it like this: Do I think that this is going to be? I'm going to talk about the game at the end of the year. Probably not. Mm. I know a lot of people are because, like, I don't know. Yeah, this is a good game, but it's just not something that I think I'm going to really think about a whole lot. Um, but I, I, I like the aesthetic. I think the the suits are really cool. And I think that the, the whole like 
art style is really interesting and stuff. But yeah, uh, what's what what makes it um, different? Because you liked Hollow Knight, right? When you're playing it, yeah, yeah. Is it better than Hollow Knight in your opinion, or worse? And what what makes it that way? Um, I think it's. I think the reason why maybe I got turned off of Hollow Knight are again the reasons why people really like it. And, <laughs> and I I did like Hollow Knight, but I, I played my fill and then I said like, okay, cool, yeah. thank you. Um, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna finish Metroid Dread because I think it's much more clear where to go. Mm. Uh, because it's like, oh, I have this new power, so I'm just going to go back to this one area that requires that power. Yeah. Not super exhilarating for people, I think, who really want to explore, because, like, it's not like I'm unearthing, like, a huge missable areas and stuff with these powers, because, again, I'm only using them once or twice to bypass some areas. But, um, like, unlock new paths. Whereas Hollow Knight, I think, was just like, all right, go for it, man. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And all the um, time you spend in the wrong area realizing you shouldn't be there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and which made it like hard for me to look up like what to do next because it's like, well, after you've done this, it's like, okay, I haven't even I've, done yeah, that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, Metro Dread feels a little bit more linear because it's just like, okay, we'll go to the two places that require that, that you can break now that you can use morph ball bombs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, both, both are good. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna finish hollow knight i think ever um yeah and, and that game is I'm hard too metroid. like some of those bosses were just like oh don't get me wrong metroid dread is quite difficult oh cool, cool uh, the, the cool, bosses cool, cool, are, cool, are pretty cool, challenging cool. um but uh, again a lot of them like some of them use like skills that like again you don't practice with because a lot of the <laughs> regular enemies are just uh like just you know shoot and dodge and, and whatever as opposed to like really using all those powers i will say being chased by an emmy is like thrilling mm-hmm. uh but it, it's it's not worth I, it. I don't think it's, it's <laughs> yeah I, I don't think it's like in in favor of the actual like mechanics of the game but yeah yeah so i i initially said when this came out like oh this looks good people who like this game will like it i think i've turned over to wanting to buy this game uh, if you liked how you played Hollow Knight, yeah yeah, yeah. If you like these types of games, this seems like a really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to wait about four to five business days until I until I do that, though. Okay. Any particular reason? Because in four to five business days, I will have a brand new Switch OLED in ah, my hands. Ah, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot all about that. Tell me about it. <laughs> so as a broken human being, uh, on launch day, I, I wanted to get one. Um, and of course, they they were the pre-orders were already up and everything. But um, they were... I, I heard that they were going to be uh, releasing a bunch on Best Buy. So I had Best Buy open, and I was like refreshing it sure. uh, during the day. And then all of a sudden, they just started popping up on Now in Stock, like all over the place. So I got a, a word that Nintendo uh, was directly from Nintendo. They were going to be selling them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. But I go on my, I was at work because yep. that's how dedicated I am to that's video called, games. Um, that's called Priorities. Time Theft, I believe. Yeah, Time Theft. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, my district actually owns this Switch OLED. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, I then went on Nintendo, but I tried to go on Nintendo, uh, the website, but I couldn't do it because it was the, the Wi-Fi at the school had it blocked because Nintendo's video games. Best Buy, yeah. not a problem. Nintendo, problem. Get them out of here. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I uh, went on my phone, and then I was playing that game of, like, it was in my cart, but then it wasn't, but then it was, then mm-hmm. it wasn't. And for about 30 minutes, as I was waiting for GameStop to, GameStop to stock them, have them in stock, I just kept refreshing the phone, didn't exit it, just kept pressing it, pressing it. And then finally, I was like, all right, cool. You're in. I was like, what? Okay. I was like, you're in. 
I was like, hey, so yeah, and then I finally got the order confirmation, and it'll be here uh, hopefully by the end of the week, and then I will be a, a proud owner of a Switch LED, and I, I, I do, in fact, want to have uh, have that game be the first one I, I experience on the new, sure. bigger, brighter screen. Sure. I um, had a similar feeling of FOMO in terms of everyone being like, look at my new Switch, because yeah. like, part of me is like, well, here's the thing. Like, Obviously, you know, they're denying any any sort of Switch Pro you look at the way that their games run and the fact that they're having to do all these cloud solutions and stuff that are not maybe the most well-received because they're cloud-based, and it's like, there is a hardware upgrade coming. When it's coming, I've got no clue. But, like, you know, you have to imagine that there is something coming. In the meantime, I was thinking, like, well, how often am I playing my Switch? Like, well, not that frequently um, because there's just not a lot on it right now that I haven't played or can't get elsewhere. And I was also like, I'm kind of a dummy because when I'm usually playing my Switch at home, it's docked and I have an OLED TV. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. I I, last year when I was like, I think I want to do games for a job. I was like, I should bite the bullet and save up money and buy a really nice TV. And I did that. And then I was playing this game and I was like, I don't think it, I mean, like it matters. Like, and I'm sure that as opposed to like the LCD screen versus the, you know, OLED screen on the actual handheld switch. I'm sure that makes a huge difference. But for me playing on a TV, I'm like, I, I guess I just don't use it that way that much to really justify it. Yeah, I'm going to try to trade in my old one, too, to see what I can get from it. Um, sure. Yeah. If I can get anything from it. Uh, but what Joy-Cons do I put? Which drift do they want with those? Because I don't have the original ones anymore because one of them I uh, dropped in coffee and the other one drifts. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. So... I want to talk about Joy-Con Drift in one second. Before we get there, Far Cry 6 came out this week. Ooh. Are you a Far Cry guy? I am. I, I played Far Cry uh, 4, 5, and there's one I'm missing. Did I only play 4 and 5? There's one in between there, right? Uh, uh, New Dawn. N- n- no, I, I guess I just I, I played 4, 5. I also played Far Cry 2 Instinct on the Xbox 360. Yep. I've played Far Cry 2, and I didn't understand it because as a kid, I thought it was like a first-person shooter in the way that Halo is, and it's yeah. not because I was dying of malaria, and my gun was getting jammed. I was pulling bullets out of my arm. It was horrible. Well, Far Cry 2 Instinct is much more of like a, a linear game oh, than yeah. Far Cry 2 was, so it's I would barely call that a whatever. And I think I talked about it in the podcast at one point. The, there was a glitched uh, final boss that I literally unloaded everything I owned into it. And it didn't die. And then I got really frustrated after playing for like 45 minutes. And then I loaded back in and I shot it like four times and it died. So unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, I played two and three. And then I tried four and I was like, that's enough of that. Because I thought three was really interesting in the way that it told its story. But like, it just seemed like they were trying to get on this trend of like, we've got really interesting villains. Yeah. But like, I didn't think that the interesting part, like, I, I thought that. Voss in Far Cry 3 was interesting, but it wasn't, he wasn't interesting because he was like, we're going to make an interesting villain. It was like, he was just an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, but uh, right now, just real quick, Far Cry 6 sitting at a 74% on Metacritic. It seems like people are getting tired of the formula. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like another one of those games. Right. And, and nothing more. Yeah. And whereas like, you know, Far Cry 3 sort of set itself apart as being like, well, we're a really good one of those games. Yeah. Uh, and and other entries have other things that set them apart as well. It just seems like this is just not particularly uh, f- noteworthy, 
extraordinary. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure it's competent and fun if that's your thing. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I I might check it out when it's on sale. Uh, but I might check it out at some point. Um, I, I I do appreciate that gameplay loop. If I'm looking for just like a good shooter that I can just kind of like go in, turn my brain off, shoot things, infiltrate stuff, handle things my way. I think you know I'll, I may I might check it out, and I think it, the the general gist is that it seems a little bit more cinematic in terms of story because in most far cries uh you like get that first person like dramatic storytelling in which it's like you're like staring close to a character or whatever yeah it's like from a first person view this one your your character is much more in the scenes and everything and they pull it back so Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's it's cool that way but uh i i'm a far cry fan i would say the one thing i'm not a fan of is getting platinums for far cry games that'll ruin it for anyone (laughs) yeah yeah but Justin, Joy-Con Drift, you brought it up. Um, Nintendo shared some insight, finally. We've been asking for them to say something. Thank you, Nintendo. Please fix it for me. Uh, And then they they said, yeah, it's kind of unavoidable. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, it's like, oh. Well, what do you mean? So this was in an interview. Uh, this is actually posted on the Nintendo.com. This is uh, like a series called Ask the Developer, where uh, they talk to different people about uh, different developers of different hardware or games or whatever. Uh, usually this is like the Nintendo first party stuff. So this is about the OLED. Uh, and so this is Ask the Developer, Nintendo Switch OLED model. And this is with Ko Shiota and um, Toru Yamashita. And so basically... Um, they were asked about uh, the Joy-Cons, and, and the, one of the, the first question was this. Another major characteristic of Nintendo Switch is the Joy-Con controllers. A big part of the user experience comes from the Joy-Con, but were there any improvements? Uh, and they kind of talk around it a little bit uh, and basically saying, like, <laughs> no. they talk about why <laughs> the Joy-Con is different from the Wii U controller. And it's like, well, yes, but we're talking about the Switch OLED. Are there any changes to that and so they said this um when the efforts of our improvements were confirmed we promptly incorporated them into the joy-con controllers that are included with the console nintendo switch Lite, and the ones sold individually that were manufactured at that time this involves the internal components of the joy-con so you can't tell the improvements from the outside but we use the new versions of the parts when we repair them also similar continual improvements have been made for the nintendo switch pro controller as well and then base and they said followed up with this question do you mean that basically wear is unavoidable as long as the parts are in physical contact? And Shiota said this. Yes, for example, car tires wear out as the car moves, as they're in constant friction with the ground to rotate. So by that same premise, we asked ourselves how we can improve durability, and not only that, but how we can both um, operate, but how we can both um, operability and durability coexist. It's something we are continuously tackling. Hmm. basically so basically they're just saying like can you fix joy-con drift and they said nope because it's inevitable i what do you what do you think (laughs) i mean obviously i would hope from a qa standpoint like they hear this they're not just ignoring it like they're trying to do like slight iterations and stuff like that um i mean (laughs) I, i think at a certain point like we're not even asking that we we for like switches we don't need joy cons uh, we don't need like a new um operating system we don't need new screens we need you to fix what we have so it can work like that's right. a fundamental issue with the with 
a switch is that you yeah. can get Joy-Con drift, you get Joy-Con drifts on lights, you get Joy-Con drift on your your controllers are 70 bucks and like that that just basically means you're saying not only am I spending top price for all of your video games, but I also have to update my my Joy-Cons every what year or two in order to get them to work. Like yeah. I, I, I just think the idea that, well, car tires you have to change all the time. Well, yeah, because you're driving on a damn road and, like, you don't right, want to, yeah. like, crash into other cars, right? I, I'm not – I'm playing a Switch for recreation, not as a vehicle that I have insurance on. And I will say this. Is drift unavoidable? Me, Peter Hunt Spitzek, I don't know. I think probably not in the way that a lot of controllers do get drift after use over, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours. But no other controller has the same issue as this, the Joy-Con, where, like, I don't know, after a year, mine are broken. Right. You know, like, like, like if that, like, that, depending on in how many Switch games I'm playing. So, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, is it unavoidable? Maybe in the way that PlayStation 5 controllers drift, Xbox controllers drift, for sure. But, like... The Switch Joy-Cons, like, they, it just happens so fast. Right, right. Like, it, it, it's, it reminds me of, like, Apple, like, making things, like, designing things to be obsolete in a little bit. You know, like, yeah. how they, they have all those things that was found that they did have slowdown on uh, their operating systems to make sh- to incentivize you to buy something new. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think that's N- Nintendo saying, like, oh, we just want you to buy more, more Joy-Cons, because I think Nintendo no. fans are are broken enough human beings <clears throat> to uh, purchase uh, new things when they don't need them. Uh, sure. So, like, people who want to would buy them anyway. But yeah. I I just don't, from, from a, a technology perspective, we are now in the OLED, and they obviously said that in this version, this is the most updated Joy-Cons that they have with yeah. quality testing. Or, like, this, this should be the best one ever, but it shouldn't be the best one ever. It should be fixed. And if you have to redesign them, like you have every opportunity to have redesigned them at some yeah. point to make them work. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, there, there's I guess not much more to the story because it's just them saying like, is this avoidable? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. It's kind of like a car. Like I don't know if I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, but yeah, you know, I we'll see. If I'll they let ever you know. I got the I have the, the white the white ones because I thought those were yeah. kind of cool. So we'll find out if that works, and also we'll see what happens because uh, I I just said how I bought the um, uh, Skyward Sword one. So hopefully those ones are also oh, yeah. new enough to have some of this newer design philosophy in them. Uh, or whatever it is that they did to fix them, like, like, what do you do? Just like test them more to see if they work. Like, press a couple, but like, what are you actually doing to fix these? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, his answer was kind of like, yeah, we're using the best parts. Like, what, what do you yeah. mean? Why <laughs> well, didn't like, you to begin with? <laughs> right. Yeah, but um, so it goes. Also in Nintendo news, Justin Sora from Kingdom Hearts has been added to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So, uh, did you watch the? You, did you watch the yeah. direct? I did. I did. I watched the whole thing. Um, so I think one of the big reveals from that was when they initially had the the Smash for Wii U and 3DS, they had like a fan voted like, what yeah. characters do you want the most? 
yeah. they revealed officially that the one that people wanted the most was Sora. And they didn't want to reveal that earlier because, like, if there was one that everyone wanted, it might have been harder for Nintendo to make a deal with that company and be like, yeah. hey... Uh, we want to put you, the character in this game and the, and the company would be like, oh, wait a second. We're going to charge you a million dollars to get this character in there. Nintendo's right, like, right, right. Whatever. But um, I think that was pretty big news and I think people are happy with it except if you're Waluigi. The poor Waluigi fans of the world are sitting there crying. Uh, My girlfriend was crushed. Oh, yeah. I know. But I mean, to be honest, I think, uh, I almost think that Waluigi is like, almost the meme like you want to get waluigi yeah. but i think if you get waluigi he would just be what another mario character is that what right. you want to go out on and i think at least from them they're saying this is what the fans wanted this was the one you voted for sora is going to be it and that's kind of yeah. cool um the the reveal i thought was kind of i liked it a lot uh because it was like the part two of what happened with the In the, the first the first one thing. right yeah and it was kind of like a little like almost sad to see like the the fire go out of Smash. And it was like, yeah. you know, if we're talking about metaphors, like, hey, there's still one more thing that we have. So basically, for those who didn't see it, they had like the Smash logo uh, up in flames that you saw through the, the squid character's eye. And then it just kind of like went out and then slowly distinguished. And then there was like a drop of fire that fell on the ground. And then when the drop of fire was there, all of the the characters turned back into statues, except for Mario, who kind of like breaks through from his like statue prison mm-hmm. and like walks toward the fire. And at this moment, everyone's like, "Are they going to really put a Dark Souls character?" I thought it was going to be a Dark Souls character, <laughs> Which... and I was like, "All right." I know okay. I, that, that was <laughs> that. The talk about disappointing moments. That would have been one of them if it's just <laughs> it like it would have been just like the most like. Well, this is happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, though that would be a cool mechanic if, like, when, when it, like, instead of like losing a stock, you'd have to like you, you could rewind or something, and like if he lit a fire, he could like come back to it. Sure. Or anyway, but um, fat rolls depending on the costume. <laughs> yeah, you can get the fat, skinny, or the moderate roll. Yeah. Um, but then uh, the fire uh, kind of like uh, he goes to the fire and then basically uh, a keyblade lights up the sky, brings everyone back to life. And then Sora comes in there to save the day and Sora, Sora's joined the fight. So I thought like in terms of it being like a good last, like a good bookend to it. Yeah. And with the reasoning about why Sora was the last character, I thought that was a kind of a cool moment. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Am I excited about Sora? No man <laughs> no uh i completely agree with everything you just said i it, he looks kind of overpowered if i may be so bold <laughs> in the fact that like you gotta hit like you have to smash him out otherwise he's gonna just float back in like yeah. he has a lot of air control which is pretty crazy well he but, is the lightest character they put him next to what yeah. was that uh isabella Isabel. Uh, and like literally Isabel's heavier so easy he's the he's the glass cannon so to speak um but uh I you know I'll be interested to 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 play with him but I think with most of these my my time of really being into trying new characters in Smash and learning these new characters has passed at this point I mean there's what I I think one of the cool things is they, they had all these stats 89 fighters. Let's take a moment. 89 fighters. And That's many of them crazy. are viable in competition. Like, yeah. there's still some that are, like, the, the top-tier characters, but I think that that's one of my favorite things about looking at this version of Smash is when you look at these tournaments,
tournaments, there's always a different uh, character that you see in grand finals. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, there's some of the favorites, but, like, it's just cool to see that there are that many viable characters. But 89 fighters, 116 stages, 300... Um, uh, 40 stages if you change their form. They have 201 items, over 1,100 songs, 1,496 spirits, 450 games are featured. There's over 2,200 uh, 2, characters featured, uh, 140 Mii Fighter outfits, 2.2 billion hours played, 2.2 billion times the game has been launched, 11.7 offline battles, uh, 7.8 billion online battles, and 90 billion KOs. That is insane. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like that th- those honest. numbers are nuts. Yeah. Um so like hey, you know, I thought this was a touching end to uh these these directs uh to a, a good little final uh moment for Smash um and uh I, I just I I will miss these character reveals and talking about them. And I I think like I like hearing Sakurai talk and it was it was yeah. very bittersweet with him. I, he said like, "Wow, we've been working on this for a really long time, huh?" But sometimes, uh, when you work on something for a really long time, you finished it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no!" Because um, I don't know. Like, are they ever gonna do another Smash game? Like, you have to imagine on uh, on whatever their next console is, they might want to put a Smash game on there, as there have, has been one on every new console, you know? Yeah. But like. This is Smash Ultimate. Like, where do you go from here? Who else do you need? Like, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, most fighting games, they get to this point, and they're like, we have to cut some of your favorites. Smash is like, no, we're going to put them all in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. yeah it's, it, was, uh, it was exciting. I'm happy for the people who are excited for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, about, about those games, I mean, I'm being... A little harsh, but uh, those uh, yeah, games no, are coming get, to Switch, uh, all as cloud versions. Um, yeah, but so yeah. that's another interesting thing. You can't play Kingdom Hearts like one point eight four seven. That's uh, the thing. I was having a hard streaming. time figuring out which games were coming. <laughs> like I, I didn't know, uh, but at the same time, people were like, "Oh, you couldn't play their games on the console before." Uh, Joker from Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> Was like not on the console, barely. He's barely on the console. He's you know, Persona Five Strikers, but like, yeah, like they, they're gonna put people in who aren't necessarily a part of the history. I mean, it was I mean, Solid Snake was with uh, one of those games, but yeah, um, yeah, it, I it, it's it's here. I'm happy for those people. I have no interest in like I I revisit Smash every so often with Elena because we just like playing, you know, but. Uh, I've, I'm not gonna like buy Sora or anything like that. Um, but you become yeah, a Sora it's, main it's cool. world champion. Yep, I'm ready to devote the time to really. Um, I don't know, <laughs> like grind. I don't know what do you, what would you practice? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, unlock the hearts of those you play against. I'm going to use my Keyblade in the darkness. What if they put Alan Wake in? Uh, that's a missed opportunity. Said so the end. Yeah. Use this flashlight to stunlock you. Oh, and if you've been if you've been flashed, you um you're weaker. You've had light shine been on flashed. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Alan, once you got away. under that jacket, Alan. yeah. <laughs> um, no, if you if you've got light shined on you, you take a little bit more damage from him. Anyway, that's it'd be a weird gimmick and not uh, particularly interesting or fun. But um, Justin, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, 
the definitive edition. <laughs> that's the worst name. That's, that's like, been announced, joke, right? Nope, that's real. But I mean, like, I don't know enough about Grand Theft Auto. Like, it's like it's all kind of a joke, right? Like, is that real? Do you think? Uh, like, like I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, like, are they saying that sincerely, or are they saying like this is Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like cheeky enough to do that, but also yeah. like. I don't know. That seems it, it like wasn't they're clear, right? Yeah, they're they're going down a Saints Row type of level there. <laughs> sure. Yes. If right. That's the Where case. it's just like on the nose. Yeah. 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 Uh, it is a a remaster mm-hmm. of several mm-hmm. video games. We have uh, Grand Theft Auto Three, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I've never played any of these games. I assume you have. Yeah, I played all three. Uh, uh they don't. I, uh, I think San Andreas probably ages the best out of all of them, but, like, if you ever go back and play older versions of Grand Theft Auto, like, there's such, like, jumps in playability for those games. Sure. Like, for example, there are so many game like, times in, like, Vice City where you are doing a mission that you have to drive, like, five minutes to get to. Maybe I'm just exaggerating the time, but you have to drive to get to do the mission and then you die in the mission and then you have to spawn back to your home and then yeah. drive back to where the mission was and like there's just a lot like i wonder if they're going to make it more user friendly like that and have a lot of those ease of access features mm-hmm. um because like that i i would must have been a pay i think the reason i'm a patient adult is because i had to deal with playing old video games like that that just weren't sure. made for people who are impatient um so like i i i this is cool, I guess, but I'm not going to probably play these ever again. Yeah, I am happy. Again, it's kind of like for Sora. Like, I'm happy for the people who are excited for this. I'm not going to touch this probably at all. Uh, they said coming soon. There's no release date on this yet, but um, there is some interesting information regarding the price basically uh video games chronicle reports that uh this is uh, titled gta's definitive edition remasters could cost 70 dollars, according to a retailer this is this will be linked in the description as well of this episode uh retailer base.com is the first to open pre-orders for the definitive edition collection which includes enhanced versions of uh, ps2 games gta 3 vice city and san andreas and according to them it's set to be sold for 70 dollars um, and I think that's 70 euros or pounds on uh, new uh, new gen consoles. And that's by uh, Andy Robinson. Um, Do you think this should be sold at $70? No, because specifically like right now. Um, well, I actually don't know if it's right now. If you buy these on Steam, you'd probably be forking over 30 maybe at the most. Yeah. But, but OK, OK, OK. I think. It depends on what they do to them. If, like, for example, if Alan Wake remastered was $70, I would be like, I think you should skip this and just play the original. Yeah. Because there was not, I mean, uh, I'm not trying to downplay the amount of work that was done on that remaster, but, like, fundamentally it's the same game. If what you were talking about where, you know, you die in, in a mission, spawn in your house, have to drive all the way back, if that sort of thing is fixed, if, if you know, more like quick save, quick load kind of things are, are in there, um, if, if other quality of life things are added to those games, then you might start be getting in the territory of like, okay, this is actually really worth the money and isn't just like a quick re-release, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, b- but to your point, like, they're on Steam, <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty accessible. 
Uh, and and are you looking up how much the lead costs? Uh, well, even if I can't, like, I don't know if they're still up because basically Rockstar said they're taking down all the old versions on Steam oh. and other places. So the only way you'll be able to play these games at a certain point is going to be by buying um, the $70 potentially remaster trilogy edition. Oh yeah, you are. You've got links here. This is uh, from GameSpot.com. This is by um, Eddie Mu uh, Makuch. Say Makuch. Uh, titled GTA Trilogy Remastered confirmed for this year as existing editions get delisted. And this article basically talks about yeah, uh, as as this has been confirmed for um, PS uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch and PC um, through the Rockstar Games launcher later this year. Uh, a lot of the other games are being uh, delisted, which uh, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it, I, like that feels scummy to me a little bit. It, it's like last week when we were talking about Alan Wake and I realized that uh, Microsoft took it off a of Game Pass, which I'm sure is yeah. more than just Microsoft doing that. I'm sure that was Remedy being like, well, we're actually going to pull that off that, mm -hmm. that deal there. Um, but I just think that like that that is... <laughs> I mean, you are purposely, and I know the argument is if you would have cared about these games by now, you would have bought them. Sure. But now, if I ever do suddenly care about this game, in order for me to play any one of those, I have to buy the whole trilogy, and I can't just buy the older ones? I don't know. That just seems wrong to me. Additionally, I, I think I have something like, I think I've realized over the past few months that I am very interested in the ideas of like video game preservation yeah uh, as i have purchased a lot of old ass discs from ebay and and, and different uh different retailers like thinking about like well i want to be able to have these because eventually these are going to disappear right or or be very hard to get and I, I would like to be able to preserve this sort of thing and enjoy them still if you if Rockstar removes the original versions of these games on, on PC and and they might not be the original versions, right? I'm sure they received patches and, and some yeah, updates yeah. And, and some fixes. And even just but, like having a bit more processing power behind it is going to make it run better than correct, it, it did correct. initially. But like you know, if they're putting these games on these, if they're being if they're listing these games and then all of a sudden say no, actually the only way you can play this game is through our new definitive edition. Like well, okay, well what about the it, it, original games because if yeah. you've changed stuff and what if that stuff is bad remember silent hill hd collection do you, do you know what the issues with no, that what happened so, with that so you can't you can't find silent hill 2 and 3 in the original really anymore because th they were playstation 2 games and like uh, the original one's playstation 1 but like good luck finding those games so konami said in 2012 all right well we are going to re-release uh, hd remasters of silent hill 2 and 3 on uh, just one disc called silent hill the hd collection Konami lost the source code to Silent Hill 2 and 3. So the, the studio that they had re, like remaster it didn't have the original assets or anything and just like completely like they did not have enough time like they were crunched as all hell like did not produce a quality game to the point where like people say don't play that game. Like oh. do not play Silent Hill 2 if you're not going to play it originally. Can't get it on Steam. Can't get it anywhere else. Those games are lost. But you know what you can get pretty much everywhere? HD collection. You right. Know? Right. Uh those original games are basically lost. Yeah. Uh, unless someone discovers the source code so that they can do a proper HD remaster or whatever, right? Or unless you want to play it on a PlayStation 2. I think I just have something fundamentally 
I have a fundamental issue with with taking these older games down and saying, okay, you can only play the re- the remake. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It it just feels like a weird step because what if the remaster is not a quality game? Or if it completely loses the spirit of the original as with what happened with Silent Hill 2 and 3. I I mean, it is... It is a, to me, them delisting the old ones and coming up with this new one seems like a money thing for me. That's the only way I can justify that in my head. I, I don't know why sure. they would do that in, unless they want to make more money out of this and make sure that people are only purchasing the new one because i think mm-hmm. what they're probably afraid of is if all of a sudden people are like hey look at this fun new grand theft auto thing you want to play it and people are like 70 dollars that seems like a lot of money i'm just gonna buy this old one and still play it and feel it like yeah. that then people are gonna do that but like come on rockstar like you're making lots of money over here and they're also like i, I don't know if you saw if you've seen the youtube trailer for uh the GTA 5, Xbox Series X, PS5 enhancement. Uh, it is like horrifically downvoted. And and people are just sick of of this game being re-released, right, on new consoles without really any new content. And obviously GTA Online is still huge and it, and it's still great, but people are ready for the next thing and they yeah. and they're sort of tired of just this same game being re-released and and being sold at, you know, 50 60 maybe 70 dollars each time people are, are sort of tired of it so yeah i i think that you are right about that and and i think it sucks and i think that yeah it's just it's a shame it's a shame because i think these games are clearly quality and, and a lot of people have a lot of fond memories of them and if they're to disappear in that way i think it's it's a wasted opportunity so I guess that leads to the question, how, what is a good way for us to make sure, not us as you and me, but like, yeah. how, do we, how do we preserve the history of video games? How do we preserve those old versions and how do we keep making sure that it happens? Because a lot of times people, I, I'm not huge into like understanding how video games are made, but like, mm. it's not like all of these like older video games, like there's like this like online cloud area where all of the source code is stored. Like a lot of the times this stuff is like, just like any other file can get lost as we're talking about with Silent Hills and like everything like that's definitely possible that a lot of this stuff can be lost if we're not very strategic and careful about preserving it. Yeah, you bring up a good point and I'm not entirely sure how to answer that question because I think there's a lot of different factors at play. Um, I also don't know much about how video games are made. I know it's hard. <laughs> I, I know that it's hard, and I know that a lot of people get paid less than they should be to do more work than they should be asked to. Um, but, like, I, I think that it should be up on the publishers of making sure that you have these backups of your games and, and make these games available to be played um, for the people who want them. Because if you don't, you start getting into emulators and and things like that which are good for gaming preservation of of older games that did not have the you know um of of companies that didn't have the foresight into seeing that like okay this medium is going to change drastically yeah not that long a time you know Uh, i mean i mean even look at like if you have a playstation 3 game like a disc like (laughs) good luck playing that (laughs) like i mean xbox is maybe leading the way in that sort of thing but um you, you look at like emulators and stuff and and that is a good way to do that but the problem with that is it is to my understanding pretty illegal uh if you are like 
pirating games to be emulated. There is controversy a little bit over this Kotaku article titled uh, Metroid Dread is already running on Switch emulators by Zach Zweizen, Zweizen, um, who basically wrote about how people are playing Metroid Dread on an emulator on PC and and upping the frame rate and upping the visuals and and all that sort of stuff. Um, And yeah, people are saying... People have sort of drugged this, dragged, excuse me, this article through the mud uh, in terms of its praise for pirates and emulators and and modders and hackers and things like that, which I I think there's potentially something there in that conversation, but I think that's a different conversation, you know? Um, But I I guess I, I I would have to say, like, have the publishing companies of these older games reach out to the people who are modding them and are emulating them and are making these available to be played so that you can come to some sort of solution about like, Hey, we are going to make sure, make it so that this game is not illegal to be played in the way that our fans are enjoying it. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a place for emulation for this. I really do think there's a place for emulation. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some publishers, whether it's because they don't have the means to, or they're not around anymore, they, they might not be able to, save their old games or be able to produce source code and do this kind of stuff. And in situations like that, I think emulation is the way to preserve those games and the way to do it. Um, I think obviously uh, uh, doing that with a brand new game that came out is a problem. (laughs) You know, that's a different, that, that's, that, that leads more towards piracy. And I guess it's, it's all about like semantics and how you look at it. Um, And uh, I, I mean, Nintendo's been known to emulate games that they sell. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like a lot, like some of their. I, th- I think it was on their uh, a- a SNES. The, the, some of those games were were not the original version; they were emulated versions Interesting. of okay, their yeah. games that they like put on there. I, I don't have the exact story in front of me, uh, so if someone uh, wants to correct me, please feel free to do that. But like, uh, emulation can be great and good, um, and I I think. I don't know. It just it's a when we're talking about businesses and companies and intellectual properties, a lot of the times when people like when a company tries to go after like emulators and things like that, they do that because they don't want to lose the the publishing rights or the copyright to it. And they want to make yeah. sure that they own the intellectual property and they have that. So like part of it is a law thing that I I'm too stupid to do. But like you know, how can we make sure that this stuff doesn't go away? And how can we make sure that we can still play these old games and see them and just know the history of our industry? I think that's so huge and important. Um, and something that, you know, someone out there, Epic with all your Epic money, instead of taking on Apple, why don't you, why don't you bring, bring one on for the gamers here and, and start, (laughs) start a, an organization that preserves these games and has a way to do it. But well, and and that's just the thing. It's like, I, I, I think, having an organization for that would be really cool. But as you sort of mentioned before, like kind of, it's, it's kind of on a case to case basis, but some of these publishers don't have this asset or don't have that asset. I mean, like what we, I was talking about with Silent Hill HD collection, Konami just straight up doesn't, uh, to my understanding, just straight up does not have like the, like the original files for Silent Hill 2. They just don't have them. So doing something like a, a remaster of that game is, is not, as easy as it might seem as seen with the HD collection. Right. But like, I'm sure there are, are emulated versions of that game out there that you can play and, and, and potentially boost up and, and, and make it to be a more modern 
title, but at the end of the day, I'll also I think missing that source code is uh, a barrier. <laughs> yes, a hindrance. Yeah, it but, makes it a little difficult, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a tricky situation. Well, I mean, like even that you think about films and stuff like that, there are like you know the uh, Smithsonian like collects that stuff to like preserve and like yeah. to have them in, in in everything. Like, does video games have something like that? The answer is no. Um, right, and uh, I, I think that is such a, a a first world problem to think about in terms of like some companies because let's be honest, we know that video game development is hard, and a lot of these companies go from game to game and try to yeah. survive. So, like the last thing on their mind is probably thinking about like, well, how can thirty years from now someone go back and play <laughs> yeah, this right, game? Yes, um. But I, I think there is there is a place to try to make this work. And and again, praise praise to Xbox for making it as easy as possible um yeah. on their games. And as simple as just putting in your old disc and it works. Like that's great. Like that's yeah. what people are asking for. That I mean, that seems to be something that, that initial that initial jump would be hard to do. But if we can get it industry standard to do stuff like that, well that'd be great. Well, and and uh, as we've talked about in past episodes, uh, how many people are actually doing that? You know what I mean. And for the fact right. the fact that Xbox said, "Hey, this is important to us, and your gaming history is important to us," even though I don't know, I talk a big game about buying all these old games. I'm usually not popping them in, right? You, you, like I, I just I'm buying them to have them because I think they're really important, and I don't want them to be gone forever. But I'm not hooking up a GameCube. You know, or, or even <laughs> right. using any of those original Xbox games I have, or even hell, I've got a lot of Xbox 360 games I don't play. You know, but the fact that I can and the fact that that's there, I think, is really cool, and I think that serves as like, hey, don't stop doing that Xbox because people really appreciate that. I know I certainly do. Yeah, definitely. So, moral of the story is, uh, don't emulate new games. Yep. Uh, emulate um, unless games. you bought them, I guess. But even then, purchased. like, I mean. It's still like help. <laughs> I mean, even if you buy them, like I don't know. Part how, of the reason how, this is an interesting yeah, conversation is because um, one of the worries about like people already are, are talking about emulating Metroid Dread is that Metroid surprisingly has horrible sales numbers to me. Yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. and I always knew that Metroid like is a thing that people talk about, but really it's not. It was never one of like the triple A money makers for Nintendo, but mm -hmm. I didn't know how bad it was. So the two games uh, that have made over, uh, I guess, three games, <laughs> no, 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 two games, only two games in the Metroid series have grossed over two million dollars in sales. This is according to, um, again, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how like accurate this is. This is fandom.com, uh, the Metroid wiki. So I, I don't exactly sure. know where they get their numbers from. They do have reference that this is there, but I, I look at this and see it pretty accurate because they put it on a table form and I am, you know, that's the kind of person. Uh, but the only games that made over two million sales were Metroid Prime at 2.8 million and Metroid, the original, at 2.7 million. Everything else, we're talking about maybe a million, maybe not even. Um, yeah. Samus Returns, the remake of Metroid 2 that came out in 2017 last, uh, a little over half a million. That's it. Yeah. So we're not, so a game like this is, I mean, lifetime sales are 18 million for Metroid. <laughs> uh, the the lowest selling Legend of Zelda games, I'm sure, are up there. Right, like, exactly, exactly. Eclipsing like, all of these. And so, like, 
the the worry thing about like people already talking about even if you like you already own the game the more you're like downloading these things and making these emulators viable the less you're bringing sales to the games yeah. The new games. And if Nintendo, uh, who can be pretty tight about their money to begin with, if Metroid Dread doesn't sell a lot, why would they ever go back to Metroid? Right. I mean, this game took, you know, since the, the finish of uh, Metroid was Zero Mission, <laughs> 2004. So. It yeah. took like that long to get this game out. And if it doesn't sell well, people aren't going to want to play it. And I think it's already doing pretty well. Um, Gamesindustry.biz was talking about how, at least in the UK... Um, Number three, it, I think? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, uh, it's the yeah. highest gro- grossing Metroid game launch in UK history, which, as we've talked about, isn't saying much. Sure, yeah. But... but- that is a, at least a good sign that we're going to hit, you know, hopefully higher than the the metroid prime numbers um on that so i that's why i think the the sooner you're emulating these games just to like i don't know what the purpose of emulating a new like if you're buying metroid dread or or if you're emulating metroid dread that's not a that there's more than preserving that game that's just like you don't want to pay for it to me well I, i i guess my question is are you talking about emulating it or are you talking about pirating it because i i think it's important to not the to differentiate those two i mean it isn't that technically a semantical difference to a certain point because even if you're pirating like most emulated games they're not allowed to do that (laughs) yes yes so like pirating is like i I think pirating is the more aggressive one like if we're trying to say like well i'm not pirating i'm emulating right like you can buy the emulation of this game you're still sure sure, sure. that you're still pirating it Um, got it got it got it i see what you mean I, i think there's certain games that if there's no other way to play it and then emulation is the only option, that makes sense to me. And I mm-hmm. think there is something about like putting these games out there and having them being able to be emulated. And I know Nintendo has been cracking down on that, um, specifically like shutting down uh, emulation websites to protect their intellectual property and also to you yeah. know save sales, I guess, um, mm-hmm. on their old games when they're re-releasing them. Um, but like... I'm talking specifically about these new games. Have you, this is, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. There's only one game I ever tried to, um, that, that was a new game that came out that I tried to emulate, uh, or like, I guess pirate would be. So, uh, and it was not an easy process to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. and this was like maybe 15 years ago. Um, but really the reason I did it is because I wanted to try out the game to see if I would like it. One of my friends was playing it and he's like, you should try this game. I'm like, I don't want to buy it. Let me try it. <laughs> sure, and then yeah. it was such a hassle to get it. And I turned out not liking the game anyway. Um, so eh, maybe the answer is to, <laughs> maybe the answer is to just have a better job at previewing games. But I don't know. I, I, I want Metroid to do well. I want this game to do well. And I worry that talking about emulating it is going to take some sales away, even though it is sure. a difficult process. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And um, I think it is a challenging question. And I think we solved it. So we did. So congratulations, uh, Hitbox. We fixed it. Um, internet discourse <laughs> adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you got anything else to add here? Uh, I guess buy a Switch OLED. Okay. Okay. Is that. Go that on. Answer the question. Are you are you trying to convince me because I want one, but I can't justify one. Yeah, I can't either. I, I mean, I play my Switch daily. You know um, oh, that's the thing. Way more than I do. But even then, like I, 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 I do regret it. 
But I'm I'm gonna be excited to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be excited to play it. I'm sure. But like, I just <laughs> like I don't need it. I really don't. There's no need for it. No need for it. Sure. Sure. I I know what you mean. But hey, you're gonna see all the details on those Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawls. Is it called All Star Brawl? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I got a real like, Nickelodeon is a tricky word for me to spell. <laughs> like, Nickel- I've, yeah. I've never and typed I... out Nickelodeon so much that I have this past week, and it is. Uh, like some hidden words in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> is it N I C E L D I O N? You missed an O. E L O D E O N. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, gotcha. See what I mean? Like, come on. Like, yes, what if yes. like the script spelling bee, their their uh, final word to solve it all was Nickelodeon, and none of these uh, m- m- are they millennials? What are they? No, dude. I, I think you're I'm a millennial. millennial. So yeah. none of these boomers are they boomers? Nope. Zoomers. None of these zoomers know how to spell Nickelodeon because they're like, mm, I was a Cartoon Network kid. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> As a Cartoon Network kid, take umbrage with all that. <laughs> I can spell Nickelodeon. N-I-C-E-L-O-D-E-O-N. Nickelodeon. And look at that. You have won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. You've made this, Erupts and praise you've made and this cheers. tiny, tiny child cry because you beat them mercilessly. Take that, Iridosaclitis. Oh, hey, thanks so much for <laughs> listening. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Or am I completely, you looked at me like a little confused. I'm, you know I'm what assuming about? that was a word from a show or a, a spelling word. There was, okay, all right. So there was a meme long ago. It was on Vine of a kid saying Iridosaclitis at the uh, spelling bee. And he looks very stressed, but he goes, Iridosaclitis. <laughs> and he spells it right, and I believe he won. Um I believe I checked in on that kid a while ago, just like Googling his name, and, and he's a very successful person now. But um, yeah, it was from a vine, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Nice, nice. Spelling kids know. Uh, there was also a, a Hey Arnold yeah. episode uh, in which there yeah. was a spelling bee, and then one of the final words was onomatopoeia. And mm. uh, in my head, I was like, I'm going to learn this word so I could spell it on the spot. But uh, if you ask me how to spell it, could not the do it. second episode of Psych, the hit... TV show ah, Psych. The Zoomers love is it, that show. Is about a murder on a spelling bee. Is that true? The Zoomers love Psych. I don't know. That's not true. Okay, I was like, I was like, is Psych making is a that, return? Is that a Nickelodeon? Dude, I fucking love Psych. <laughs> I I could talk for hours. You want to do a Psych podcast? You know Psych? Do you watch Psych? No, I've never watched Psych before. Uh, I gotta find someone just to talk about <laughs> Psych with. It's so good, man. <laughs> I know you know that I'm not telling the truth. I know, and you know, hitboxes at the end of the episode. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Maybe we'll talk more about Psych next week. Uh, if you have any thoughts about Psych, Emulation, Metroid Dread, um, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, uh, Sora in Smash, or Joy Con Drift, we would love to hear about it. You can send us a DM or tweet at us on Twitter at HitboxPod, or you can send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. You are likely listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're not already, it'd be really cool if you followed us on there or shared the the show with a friend, family member, really anyone. Um, put that on the internet somewhere. That would be cool as well. We would really appreciate that. Uh, Justin, got anything else to add? Uh, I, I know I already no, sort no, of I think, asked I think, you. I think, no, I think, that's, yeah. I think that's all. I think that's it. That's all I got. Great. Uh, go watch Psych. It's on Hulu. No, yeah. it's not. It's on Peacock. Um, <laughs> no, the reason the I, one Psych streaming is on the service mind. I don't have. Psych is on the mind because um, 
I was trying to watch Wipeout. Remember that show, Wipeout? Is that like uh, the Squid Game, but with fun? Uh, it's like Fall Guys, actually, weirdly enough. Which is also squids. like Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I thought it was on Peacock for some reason. It's on Hulu. But um, Psych was on Peacock, and I was like, yo, actually, hold on. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Psych later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next time. Later. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>